So I remember when I was a kid and my mom would say, hey, we have to go to the beauty shop. It's time to get my hair done. And I always looked at those moments with dread. I remember that like it was yesterday. I remember walking into the hair salon and the only thing that you could smell is like the perm, whatever, chemicals. Like that distinctive burnt hair smell still sits with me today. Going to the um, the hair salon with my mom and my sister and just sitting there what seemed like hours um, trying to figure out what to do and um, trying to figure out what not to get into without mom yelling at me and getting in trouble. But uh, this leads me to the next part of the story was I remember there used to be this gas station that was like a block over from the hair salon. So while I was there waiting on, you know, the hair to be done, I would uh, get a little freedom and I would walk over to the gas station and get like a candy bar or whatever. That was like my reward for being a good boy. Well, anyway, at the time they were selling football cards and I was really big in the cards, um, you know, back in the 90s, it was a, a, a big deal, and I think it's sort of made a comeback for sure here as of late. Well, anyway, they had some NFL cards, and I remember buying a pack, and within that pack, I got a Deion Sanders card, and it probably wasn't worth any money at the time, wouldn't be worth any money today, but I just remember it was like a card with him with that bandana on, and he had, um, is when they played on turf. So it was like high top shoes that Velcroed across the top. Um, and he just was like, had the, the high socks on and he looked like a dude. And I remember being like, I love that guy. Like he just had that prime time appeal, even when I was a young kid. And he was playing for the Atlanta Falcons at the time, um, or at least on that card. And then, you know, he played for the Cincinnati Reds, who is to this day is my favorite baseball team. But I remember that card being awesome. Um, so since that point, I've always been a primetime fan. And that leads me to this portion of the story. I was watching an interview. It was like a podcast. It was on Bleacher Report, an app that I have that I follow all my sports. And it was probably like a 30-second clip of someone, this lady, interviewing Dion. And Dion, if you don't know, is the head coach of um, the University of Colorado, the Buffaloes. And um, they're really big in sports media right now. They go from like a basically a no win team to their three and O. They have all kinds of publicity. They're filling the stadium. There is all kinds of excitement around this program, um, and he's done it in pretty much less than a year's time. It's groundbreaking in what he's doing right now. So they're interviewing him, and he brings up the uh, a conversation that he had had with a mother in the recruitment phase of uh, her son. And she asked primetime Deion Sanders, you know, will what you do now, will that be sustainable after you leave? And his answer surprisingly was no, it's not sustainable. And that he started to explain how God had anointed him to be that coach um, at this time. And, uh, to me, like that answer was amazing. Um, it was filled with like he knows his purpose. Um, he's rooted in his faith, and I think by him courageously talking about that, 
um, is very inspiring, culturally inspiring, and it is something that we absolutely need. And this leads me to my next point. Like, I feel like this is a trend, um, like a great trend, something that I hope sustains itself and it becomes the norm, and it's not only just a trend, but it may start with somebody with the profile of Deion Sanders to be openly talking about it, to have open open success, um, to be placed in a particular situation at a particular time that is able to get their story out on a large scale that can hopefully influence a, an enormous population. You know, and this is this reaches into, you know, how people influence, how leaders influence others. He's a perfect example of what's called a connector, um, which Malcolm Gladwell talks about, which I'll talk about in, a, in, another, um, in another episode. But, you know, it's like the spiritual movement, you know, openly talking about it, um, the need for something larger in your life, something that you can root yourself in, you know, and I, I think it's, 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 uh, it's a great time today, a needed time, to start talking about these things because I feel like as a, as a whole, we need more of it in our society. You know, and he's not the only one. Um, I feel like it's like going back to the whole trend thing. Like I'm not talking about like, hey, this is trendy, spirituality's trendy or whatnot. I think that more people are starting to place an importance on it. People that are in the uh, the light, people that are viewed as people with like a voice and their voice travels a long way. Like people like Chris Pratt, um, Guardians of the Galaxy actor, people like maybe the Texas Longhorn quarterback. I saw him have like a big win against uh, Alabama a couple of weeks ago on primetime television. And after the game, the reporter's talking to him and one of the first things out of his mouth was like, hey, I I want to thank Christ and without my faith, um, I wouldn't be where I'm currently at today. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney is deeply rooted in his faith and openly talks about it, which I think is awesome. I'm a big UFC guy. I really enjoy watching UFC. Many of the fighters in their post-fight interviews, you know, they're very quick to talk about their faith. Um, and another guy who I really I spend a lot of time listening to his podcast. His name is Sean Ryan. He is one of the fastest-growing podcasts in all the world. Um, he's a former Navy SEAL, but it's called The Sean Ryan Show. And here over the past month, two months, his content, um, within his content, he talks about his growing faith, how he didn't have a tremendous amount of faith. And then through occurrences in his life here recently, he has found Christ and is openly talking about it um, more and more on his podcast and talking to his guest about it. And many of his guests that he interviews, um, a lot of them are for, former military, retired military, um, and he's had some other types of figures on there as well. But a lot of the conversations just naturally flow to talking about faith and the importance of it. You know, and I, it just goes back to, you know, it's it's trending. It's like I can see almost like a cultural shift where we know we need it, and these people are voices, they are connectors that hopefully influence others to also experience or find their faith and start to lean into it a little more, um, or at least go research it, discover it, be curious, 
you know, because it is something that absolutely helps. I practice faith day, daily, um, you know, my faith, my faith in Christ. And, uh, and I hope to talk about that a lot more on my show, you know, and I would encourage anybody, you know, to uh, find someone that uh, practices faith and, and, and just say, hey, you know, you know, what does this mean to you? You know, and just start to research it. And like I said, be curious. So, yeah, I thought I would lead off with that today. Deion Sanders, prime time, you know, and the beauty shop. And maybe this episode, episode 18, is called the beauty shop. <laughs> so what I want to, uh, to additionally talk about today was why here lately my content has been moving towards the leadership performance niche. Um, that's basically what uh, everything has become. And I think a large part is because it is pretty universal. Um, you can fit a lot of conversation and various things under that umbrella. It's, uh, you know, I can spend a lot of time educating. I think it's like the former coach in me as well, you know, coming out. I feel like there is an absolute need to teach leadership, to teach um, how to perform and do it at a high level and do it consistently. And I have all kinds of tools um, that can allow people to do that, to extract their best self. You know, and it goes to, like, we're talking about trends. Um, I also hear a lot of people, one, they're talking about faith more, but I have a list of people here that um, over the course of the last couple of years, I hear them talking about the need of leadership, um, teaching it to people, understanding that it is a craft, that it can be built, um, that it is not something that you're born with. You know, many people are just naturally gifted in certain areas, they're articulate, they have a presence about them, whatnot. Um, but you can absolutely train leadership. A couple of people that I've talk, talked about, maybe in my written work that's on uh, the universallife.com blog, you know, Jocko Willink, also a former Navy SEAL commander, um, is a legend within the military community, but he is also an unbelievable entrepreneur, you know, post-military career. He's built out his own clothing line. It's called Origin. Um, I don't have any Origin. I'm not an affiliate. I'm not uh, marketing in that by any means, but just entrepreneur-wise, he's extremely business savvy. And he also has a leadership consulting firm, you know, and that he is one of the big reasons that has inspired me to move my content towards the leadership and performance area or niche because it is something that's needed and it is something that I've done for a really long time through coaching football through being a high school educator and now I've went and completed my um, educational leadership master's degree um, so I feel like I've been training throughout the, the, the better half of my life for these types of things. And it's stuff that I feel like I can share and hopefully help others. Um, so there's Jocko Willink. There's also a guy named Seth Godin, um, who is a marketing guru. He's, he's written several books on uh, marketing and business and uh, coming at leadership from a, a little bit different avenue of approach. But... Uh, He's a great thinker, one of the greatest thinkers of the 20th and 21st century. You know, and he, one thing that I really appreciate him, I've heard him on a lot of podcasts, and I have, I've read one of his books, um, which was called uh, The Purple Cow, 
But to me, he's like a great forecaster of trends, like things that are coming down the pipe, things that are like people are starting to gravitate towards. And one thing that he talked about, I can't remember which podcast it was or who was interviewing him. It may have been Rich Roll. I could be wrong, though. But he said that something that we need in the educational system that needs to be deeply ingrained that's currently not is is, uh, leadership education. And I completely agree with that 100%. Um, I think it's one of the the most uh, underutilized curriculums that we can absolutely put in front of kids that will immediately um, have the greatest impact. Teaching people to communicate effectively, relationship build, culture build, um, and that's all um, underneath that leadership umbrella. Another person... The Sean Ryan Show, the guy I was just talking about, uh, sharing his faith, talks about the need for leadership. All of his people that he brings in and interviews have routinely talked about um, revamping the educational um, institution and teaching people to be leaders. Rich Roll is another guy that I look up to in the in the podcast community. I listen to a lot of his podcasts. And, you know, the good thing about the, the people I've already mentioned is that they're very differentiated. They come from different backgrounds. They have different ideas. And, um, like, Rich is a former successful lawyer, and he was a, an incredible collegiate swimmer, turned triathlete, turned into ultra marathon runner, and then he became a writer. Um, I think he... He ended up writing the best, um, one of the New York Times bestsellers and then eventually became a podcaster and does that to this day. But he has some fascinating guests on educational platform, talks about leadership a lot. And, you know, a couple of other people, Andrew Huberman, Huberman Dr. Andrew Huberman, he is a neuroscientist from Stanford University Um, has a large fingerprint in social media, has his own podcast. All of these individuals have their own podcast, but they're all educating people and talking talking to people on, one, how to better themselves, and two, leadership, you know, and or just personal development. And when when you develop the self, you're developing your capabilities to be a better leader. And then one guy who's interesting to me, and I'm not casting a vote here by any means, but I'm interested about what he what he says. One, because he's extremely articulate. He's very successful in the business world, but he's running for United States president, and that's Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, and I don't know enough about him yet, you know, to play significant judgment, but what little things that I have obtained from him and his talking points, um, he's talked about educating people on leadership. Um, and taking pride, and we're bringing pride back to our country, um, and what that looks like. And he's got a lot of different different ideas. And say what you want about the policies. I'm not sure where I land on various policies yet, but I do think um, you know he talks about leading in a new generation of leaders, um, and I think it starts with teaching people how to lead and talking about it more. You know, to me, he just seems like a forward thinker. Um, somebody that's like out in front of trends, similar to, you know, Seth Godin, who I mentioned just a minute ago. But 
couple of other points, and I'll start to wrap this up. But you know, I've I've dedicated my life to uh, coaching, to teaching, to education, um, which I hope to further. And this podcast, my blog, is an attempt to reach more people, not just limited to my classroom, um, but I wanted to extend it out um, to share my thoughts on a deeper level. You know, because I, I sometimes feel like I'm. I'm limited on the amount of things that uh, I can say based off of time um, or content. Like I'm a PE teacher, you know, so I have uh, certain standards that I have to meet and I have to stay within those standards teaching physical education. Um, But this platform allows me to extend out and talk about things that uh, are, you know, ultimately help the overall human being, um, wellness, your internal and external health, your ability to lead families, um, you know, and so forth. I think it all works together in the end. So, so what is leadership? You know, and I came across a, a particular quote, and it was out of a Forbes article, and this guy's name was Kevin Cruz, and he says this. He says, leadership is the process of social influence, which maximizes the efforts of others, towards the achievement of a goal. So that looks like a lot of different things to me, and I think it's great. Um, You know, how do you maximize the efforts of others, those that are around you? Number one, you got to take care of yourself. You've got to continue to build into yourself. And, you know, whether that's I need to, one, self-care might be a great starting place, you know, working out each and every single day, eating nutritious foods. You know, those are sort of the basics. You know, and then extending that out to always being a learner, seeking out information, reading, listening, um, discovering mentors and following them and trying to extract information, ask good questions existing in the world, leading by example. Um, And when you do those things, it sort of thrusts you, the world sort of naturally thrusts you into leadership roles, um, which ultimately affects the efforts of others. It's like the energy, you know, when you're around good energy, you're influenced by that, um, and you become it, you know, and then if you have an ultimate goal in mind, if you're leading teams, if you're leading like a group of people in the workforce, um, you know, it, it definitely influences your capacity to get to those goals. So one thing that uh, has really stuck with me lately in my educational leadership master's program, one of my professors said, leadership is influence, you know, and that, that's a three-letter sentence that holds a tremendous amount of weight, um, and it has a lot of depth to it. You know, leadership is influence, your ability to influence people, and you're always influencing people at all times. You know, when you walk into a room, your presence alone, your body language, you're influencing others. You know, that's your first attempt to lead, first impressions. You know, the way that you hold each other, are you, like, are you making yourself you know, are you bringing a presence with your body or are you like closing yourself off um, type of things, which is something I want to dive into a little bit more as far as body language. Um, it's stuff that I'm studying right now that I think is fascinating. Um, but like how body language alone is leadership, um, how you speak to people, 
your genuineness, your relationship building? Are you working towards building culture? All of these different things are very important. You know, and why should you lead? So we define leadership a little bit. You know, why should you lead? Um, Number one, for me, you know, I want to lead my family. I want to make sure, like, I'm the steady voice in the room, that I'm educating my kids and teaching them a way of life that will help them and benefit them um, in their future years. You know, leading for your community, your, your town, your city, your schools, and um, our nation, um, and taking pride in our nation. Leadership allows you to take ownership in your corner of the world, you know, in your own little particular sphere of where you operate. You know, you have the ability to influence, you know, little tiny pockets, you know, and if you have that perception, you're automatically a leader. You know, and another reason to lead is like study behavior, study study people and how they how they work, how they tick, how they operate in the world. I think I think it's fascinating. That's one of the main reasons I like the topic that I'm in, leadership performance. Um, it's all psychological. I love um, learning about others and how the human um, experience goes. You know, and uh, another way to like reason the lead is just because it, you can get creative with it. Like, try things on, you know. Does this communication style work? If it doesn't, let's adapt it and try this. Um, You know, maybe, I mean, it's something as simple as, like, studying comedy, um, studying storytelling. You know, it could be anything. And, like, taking ownership or building your own style of leadership, I think just the creative piece, being curious, is fascinating to me. And just another great reason why you should lead. Um, you know, and just implementing those strategies. So we are all leaders, and I'm going to expand on this thought in uh, the coming episodes, but uh, we all have the capacity to influence others in some way, shape, or form, you know, whether that's our family or whoever, um, our small social circles, you know, and, and it, to me, I think it's, it's fascinating. Like, I get to build out my own leadership strategy, you know, sometimes I do it consciously, sometimes I do it subconsciously or unconsciously. You know, I think the unconscious moments is when you when you absorb um, leadership strategies so much that it just becomes you and it naturally comes out. Whereas the conscious decisions would be like, oh, I want to try this out today. Mm-hmm. You know, you just naturally act out something in the world based off of when you learned it or how you learned it and how often you've consumed it. So leadership is here to help you achieve this and provoke leadership and performance thought. Um, I'll say that again because I think it came out weird. I'm reading my, my final notes here. It says, universal life leadership is here to help you achieve this and provoke leadership and performance thought, which is something that, you know, it's a, it's like a, a guiding light, a guiding principle to what I'm doing and where I directionally want to go. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's the beauty shop episode here. So thanks for being with me. Thanks for sitting in. Hopefully I brought something to you today, and I look forward to expanding on a lot more of these activities. I've mentioned a lot of individuals that uh, speak on leadership and that are great 
content makers that you can go seek out, find stuff that you can apply, and they give you actionable advice um, that you can put into practice immediately. Um, I can put those into the show notes and make some links so it makes it a little easier to go find them. But like always in the other episodes, I try to... um, you know, end with a, a call to action. But my call to action today is uh, for for you to maybe help the show grow, like the episode on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever. Share it with friends. And one of the big things that you can do on those different those uh, those podcast platforms is leave a review. Write about it, just a quick sentence uh, about what you thought, and hit submit. And that uh, that fits it right into the algorithm of how they you know, expand or promote the podcast itself. Um, But yeah, I would appreciate that. But uh, we'll see you again next time. And like always, keep moving forward.